Front office, please hold. Welcome back to another special guest segment of the Front Office Podcast. Everyone who's listened to our show, you know that we talk with athletes, coaches, general managers, uh, sports executives, trainers, as well as doctors. What we haven't gone down is the, you know, the realm of strength and performance. And what better way to do that than to talk to my man, the guru that is a strength and performance coach, Joey Kwasniewski. Joey, what's up, brother? How you doing? Much better now that I'm talking to you, man. Let, let me tell you that it's been it's been a long time, and you know, again, even with the brief chat we had before we got on here, it's uh, you know it brings back some old memories. You know, even though they weren't that long ago, but you know, definitely good to, to see your face and hear that the family's good. So, um, you know, the reason why I wanted to get you on, and I've been wanting to get you on for a while now, is because again, with everything going on it's a busy time in the sports world the olympics are happening the nba off seasons in full uh, full effect the nhl season just ended the nfl and the cfl are getting back started everything is happening all at once this is kind of when you know a sports fan's dream comes into play and there's so many aspects that go into what these athletes do to prepare and the one thing that i think people would like to peel the curtain back on a little bit more is how they train in the off season and during a season to stay healthy and active so before we get started, I just got to say, Joey is one of the hardest working people I've ever met in my life. And I, I, I think I have the number right, but how many jobs do you have right now? Is it, is it four? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I stopped <laughs> counting, but I, I think I've got, uh, got yeah, maybe four or five, something along those lines. Because working with a couple of different organizations and yeah. Be, because, you know, again, you're, you're the president and CEO of King Athletics, you're the lead performance coach for the University of Ottawa Athletics Department. You're the general manager and head performance coach of Titan Athletics. And then you're also the head strength and conditioning coach for the new Ottawa Blackjacks basketball franchise. So again, man, you're, you're doing so many things. <laughs> how do you juggle it all? And how do you make sure that your athletes are all getting the, you know, the treatment that they deserve? Um, it's, uh, it's definitely been a process over the years. I, I would have to say that probably the number one thing that's allowed me to do this is, is family, uh, having a strong wife who puts up with, uh, with me and, uh, still supports and, and does everything she can, um, you know, to help our family continue to grow and allow me to kind of, you know, chase my dreams has definitely been, uh, probably the number one thing that I can say, uh, has helped me to, you know, move forward. Um, but really over these last couple of years is, um, you know, it's been uh, a big transition for me personally from going from training uh, tons of athletes, you know, all day long to uh, a bigger focus on developing strength coaches and developing, uh, you know, people that can help me support me in all of these different roles that we're talking about. Um, a lot of it does start at uh, the University of Ottawa. We had, uh, we have an internship program that we've been building for the last three years uh, that kind of, you know, has kind of filtered off into uh, what we do at Titan. Um, but then it's also filters off into all the other things, you know, having uh, with Blackjacks, you know, we had uh, two interns that went through the internship program uh, and, and coaches that, that work with me and, uh, you know, at Ottawa U that are, are helping me with a project like that. 
And uh, really, it's about you know developing a, a community of coaches and a community of uh, uh, of strength professionals that uh, really love what they do and uh, love learning and uh, growing together. Yeah, and and I think you know watching what you guys do on your social media is is such a cool thing because, like you're saying, you see all of these you know strength coaches in training and they're learning how to do it while they're actually on the job training other people. So that's really you know the, the nice transition of you're you're not having a lag of time in between getting somebody into the business and having to train and teach them. They're doing it, they're jumping in, and they're having to you know actually go forward with it as they uh, as they work out themselves. So, yeah. you know, one of the, one of the things that I really want to point out here, so you, you made mention of it a couple of times, but you know, you've worked with professional sports organizations, you've worked with the top level athletes that, you know, that could perform at, you know, each of their individual sports, but long gone are the days of the, the strength and conditioning moniker for every single, you know, uh, franchise that's out there, or again, for specialized training what you do so well and what you do, you know, to perfect it is you now a performance coach. And I love that word performance because that's exactly what you're trying to get out of your athletes. So maybe give us a breakdown as to what the performance, you know, aspect of things would kind of entail and what you're trying to get out of your athletes. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know what, actually, I, I, I can't say that I created that performance coach role. It was actually, uh, my time when I was uh, back when I was with OSEG and working with uh, Kyle Thorne when I was the uh, head strength coach with the uh, Ottawa Red Lats. Uh, at that time, that was his uh, term was performance coach. And uh, over the years, we've been able to develop exactly what that means. Uh, in our internship program, what we term as being a movement-based performance training uh, type of system that we try and organize. Uh, and with it now, we have three primary performance pillars of speed, strength, and mobility. And uh, to me, that kind of encompasses a lot of the stuff, you know, pretty much everything um, that we do as performance coaches uh, from our side of things anyway, uh, to help our athletes get better. We, we teach them how to use their body. So we're teaching them different movement patterns. Uh, we're teaching them how to uh, develop their body, how to progress performance and maximize it. And then the most important thing, especially as we get older, and uh, I'm sure you can attest to it, is how do you maintain your body, right? And uh, this all comes into what are your movement habits? What are the things that you do naturally uh, that allow you to continue to compete at, uh, in your beer leagues and whatever else you're going to do and uh, continue to have fun as, uh, as you grow older and hopefully uh, get to that magic 100 number? There you go. Well, I will say my my movement levels consist of chasing around a three year old and a one year old, so different you know different speeds, different you know heights and, and ratios and whatnot. But that's pretty much what my you got to be able to get of. low, right? The low man wins the uh, wins the battle cop. You got to get down there. And that's why I lose every battle with my bend. kids. That's why I lose every battle with my kids. <laughs> But uh, no, and, and that's great. I mean, you know, explaining it in that, you know, in that fine detail really goes to show the type of, you know, advancements that have been made in this, uh, in this industry. So again, one thing I know that you're a big proponent of, and what I absolutely love when people talk about it is movement and mobility. That's such an important part of training, not only just athletes, but just in general. 
um, you know, we, we talked to a couple of, uh, of, of doctors as well as some professionals in the field. And, and again, you know, the more that this is getting, you know, some steam behind it, you're seeing a lot of these high level athletes start to incorporate these things in there. So what are some of the things that you do when you're working with someone off the street or a high level athlete to try and increase their movement and mobility? Um, again, to me, the big things like when I'm looking at my, that mobility pillar here within my three performance pillars, I'm looking at number one, what, what are your movement habits? Uh, number two, what, uh, we talk about like structure work. We talk about, uh, working on range, big ranges of motion, being strong through these ranges, having good control through them. Uh, and then we talk about recovery work. The biggest one for me that I like to kind of really harp on are those movement habit pillars. For me, some of the things that, you know, uh, you'll classically see kind of in my Instagram feed and kind of some of the initial things that we talk about, um, you got the, uh, the squat hold, the good old, you know, just sit down in your natural squat, get as low as you can. It's a, it's a natural human resting position. Everybody should be comfortable, but let's be honest, not, you know, you, uh, you get into like, even like right now I'm working, you know, working with the Red Blacks, working with uh, young GG athletes coming in. When they first start, you know, it's uh, it's not comfortable for everybody. But at the end of the day, if it's something that you do on a regular basis, you get down there, hold it for thirty minutes or thirty to sixty seconds uh, a time that you're down there every single day. You, you're you're working on it. You're just getting down. It's not like it's a workout. You know what I mean? It's just what you have to be doing. Um, you, you, your body adapts. You get good at what you do consistently and. Uh, you know, uh, another one that we do at, uh, at Ottawa U and that we've been in, incorporated into our blackjacks uh, training uh, is our full body mobilization. So that's a, a basic, it's 12 movements. It's a head to toe routine. Uh, you know, it's got like neck circles, shoulder circles. You're moving your spine side to side, front to back. You're twisting, getting the hips open, uh, you know, bending those legs, getting low in a split squat, single leg movements, uh, and then even working on things like your feet, ankles, hands, wrists, and, you know, just teaching yourself how to connect with your body on a daily basis, having a daily checklist of seeing what's tight, what needs some work. Because at the end of the day, whenever you're, you're, you're feeling pain, whenever you're hurt, you know, that's just, you're at a weaker state, right? And how do we make something weak stronger? We give it reps, we give it volume. Is it going all out? Probably not, right? You're starting off slowing, you're building back. But at the end of the day, if you've got an injury, uh, you you got to attack that injury, you know what I mean? And you got to keep on moving and you got to, um, you know, you, you got to go after it. And I, it's like my buddy uh, the other day at uh, softball, he rolls his ankle. Well, you know, start doing some ankle circles. You know, you put in some good time that one day, the next day, you know, you're probably feeling better and uh, you're, you're ready to get after it, you know, and uh, battle those kids one more time. Yeah. And, and I think for anybody who's, who's at that level playing in, you know, their beer leagues or their rec leagues, and they have to go home and take care of kids, you know, that's a crucial element of, you know, any type of mobility that you can maintain when you have young ones to chase around is obviously first and foremost key as you and I could both attest to. So, <laughs> sure. you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, you working with some high level athletes and, you know, it, it's great to see, you know, the different types of sports that are coming through your facility and the people that you've worked with. But the one that I know you love, the one that I know you based a lot of your initial, you know, uh, focus on is football. So, you know, you've been involved in the game for a long time. You played the sport, you've coached the sport, you've worked with athletes in the sport. 
But now you're at a point where you're getting a lot of these high-level athletes coming to you and you're getting them prepared to take that next jump. So whether they're university students looking to make the jump to the pros, whether they're high school students looking to make the jump to university, or whether they're professional athletes that are looking to take the next step in their development, you know, I know that all three of them are different, but, you know, maybe we'll focus on, because I think what would be most beneficial is understanding how important is it with that first consultation that you have with, let's just say a high school student that's, you know, on the path to going towards playing a university uh, at the university level, how important is that first consultation and how real are you when you have that talk with them to say, okay, you know, here's where we're starting. This is where we want to get to. Um, Like obviously, you know, relationship building, whenever you're a coach, creating a strong relationship is, uh, is always of the utmost importance, right? And uh, laying down expectations of, you know, what your mindset is, what your commitment level is going to be, uh, is, is got to be kind of, you know, front and center, because at the end of the day, um, if a coach is going to commit to an athlete, you know, you got to know that that athlete is also committing to the coach, right? So, um, whenever there is that, uh, kind of initial and, you know, it's not like we have one-on-one sessions. A lot of stuff that we do is definitely more team environment, uh, based. So, you know, it's definitely more kind of generalistic of, uh, of an approach when you're, when you're talking to the team, but, you know, showing what the expectations are showing the stuff that, you know, we're trying to accomplish with them, uh, trying to show them how we're teaching them kind of our system and how we're going to apply it to them and how it can, you know, positively affect, not only the performance, but, you know, being lifelong movers, as we're talking about, uh, is definitely, you know, not only the first thing, but, you know, a conversation that we're just continuously having and continuously evolving. And the longer you get to know somebody, uh, the deeper those conversations get and the more serious in, in, in terms they kind of they kind of become. And, you know, just the more buy-in you get over time, right? And uh, it just, you know, at the end of the day, like what we do from an X's and O's perspective, uh, to me, it's like that, that's 25% of, of the battle, right? Creating a strong relationship, showing your athletes that you know that you care, um, showing the commitment level, uh, trying to teach them professional habits of showing up on time, uh, quality over quantity, and, you know, really taking care of the, of the basics and details. Uh, those are the things that uh, over the long haul, those are the, your, your big money makers and things that are going to last for a long time. Yeah. And and I mean, the, the fact that you're challenging them on a daily basis, just as much as they're challenging you on a daily basis really makes for that, you know, relationship. And, you know, again, you you mentioned training in a team setting is so beneficial for everybody because anyone who's an athlete has a competitive nature to them. So seeing someone else do something, yeah. Seeing someone else do something at a certain speed will make you kick it up another notch. So, you know, on that team element, you know, why do you see, you know, more benefits to training in a team session as opposed to, okay, I'm going to work with you one-on-one and I'm going to focus all my attention on you outside of, you know, the, the competitiveness of it. Like where, where do you see the benefits of working with everybody from a group setting? You, you know, you say outside of competitiveness, but like, you know, to me, that's, that's one of the, the big game changers, you know, like I, I still remember that I always tell a story of uh, my first year kind of, you know, I'm done my master's degree. Uh, I've made connections with Mark Killam, who's now the uh, special teams coordinator and assistant head coach with the Calgary St. Peters. I'm working with him. He's the strength coach with the Stamps at the time. 
We got uh, Henry Burris, Nick Lewis, Jermaine Copeland, Joffrey Reynolds. We got all these guys, right? Like these uh, pros, are, and like this, this is a team that, that won the Great Cup a couple times. And we're in February, and you know we're we're playing touch football in uh, in in this gym in Calgary called National Sport Development (NSD). My first my first job as a strength coach. And uh, because I, I just torn my ACL a couple months ago, I had uh, surgery in January. I'm the uh, the pocket quarterback, right? So we're playing we're playing two ways, and I'm playing quarterback. And like the like the anger that was coming off these guys, you know what I mean? On like, hey man, I scored that touchdown, you know what I mean? And like just the the level is like, oh, you know, we're we're not having these types of kind of little arguments, you know what I mean? Playing touch football with with my high school guys, right? But these are pros and that competitive nature uh, is, is really the separating fact. You know what I mean? Like you see some of these guys, like when I was, you know, especially when I first uh, got into the CFL, um, that competitive nature to win at all costs and kind of like, that's, that's a separating factor. And uh, you know, being in, in that environment as well, uh, having that team environment, you know, on top of competitiveness, there's also support, right. And there's also kind of accountability. And uh, those are two things that, um, as a coach, you're striving to always provide your athletes. You always want to be able to support them when they're low, uh, you know, keep them grounded when they're maybe a little bit too high on themselves and, and just keep them steady Eddie and continue, uh, you know, to, to master that weekly, monthly, yearly process of what it takes to, you know, progress as an athlete. Um, but the accountability thing of making sure people show up, making sure people are doing all their reps, making sure the quality of the reps that they do is of the utmost you know what I mean? Those standards are at their, their highest. Um, I, I, I think all of those things uh, go into that team environment. And all of a sudden now as a coach, I've got, you know, all these other people that are helping me do my job at a higher level. And uh, to me, when you, when you can really find that, uh, that cool way to, you know, build these relationships with all these players and create this environment that everybody is buying into, that culture, they say, right, that culture before strategy. Um, when, when you find that and you can, you know, you find that sweet spot, that's when, uh, everybody is finding their way and, and, uh, achieving their goals. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm so happy that you mentioned the word accountability because that's where I was kind of leading you with that question. And, you know, what I found, and obviously what you found in working in that team environment is you can do all the one-on-one coaching in the world and you don't know whether that person's listening to you or not. It's like, repeat what I just said. And then they might repeat it verbatim, but then they don't know what they're doing. If you're in a team setting, they'd better be listening because if you go and say, okay, I want a demonstration out of you and they look bad in front of everybody else, then again, that's just holding them accountable, even without anybody doing anything. Yep, exactly. And, and I tell you, if they screw that up in front of their friends. That's their lesson. And I bet you they don't do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so again, you know, very, very happy you touched on that. So, um, you know, you're, you're obviously very well versed in, in, you know, so many different avenues in the, in the performance and the strength game. You know, you talk about your first job working with the stamps and uh, at the national sports Academy there, what's been the most influential, you know, job for you, or even just, you know, the co-op internship, what's been the most influential position for you that's really, you know, made it assuring to you that this is exactly where I want to be and exactly where I want to get to? Um, I, I think there's two that stand out. Uh, the first one was working with uh, the Red Blacks and with uh, Kyle Thorne. Kyle had uh, tons of experience in the, uh, in the NFL, Premier League, 
Um, you know, after Red Lacks, he was with uh, the Edmonton, I guess, Elks, you would call them now. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, what Kyle did was, you know, before I was with him, I was really just kind of an entrepreneur kind of doing my own thing. And not like, obviously, I ran my business. But what he did was he taught me how to work within kind of not a, necessarily a bureaucracy, but like a real like kind of um, business uh, atmosphere where, you know, you have schedules, you have, uh, you know, like it, we talked about accountability. It's like you got schedules, you've got deadlines, you've got things that you got to do. And it's just done to, you know, by the book. Right. And uh, it's, it's done in a professional setting. And I know for me, when I went there, you know, I was paid as the head coach, but really I was, I felt like an intern kind of learning and uh, really finding my way on how to lead, how to develop interns, uh, how to work with other people and kind of hold them accountable to what I'm looking for from them. Uh, and then once I, you know, after that, you know, I obviously had my time with Ottawa U and uh, as soon as I finished uh, my time with the Red Lights, I started as lead performance coach with uh, U Ottawa and uh, working with uh, a guy like uh, Roger Alshambo, who's our, our, um, our director for uh, varsity uh, athletics. Um, you know, again, he's just, he's been a, a great support. Uh, and, you know, being in that university setting, that bureaucracy, kind of understanding that, you know, it's not about results, it's about process. Uh, it's about creating a good weekly process, about putting yourself in a position to be able to succeed, as opposed to worrying about just, you know, wins and losses. What did you do to earn the opportunity to win or lose? Uh, and understanding even like your year long calendar of, you know, like in the university setting, it's really nice where it's like, you know, from September to November, I'm grinding, I'm working hard, we're competing. And then December comes along and it's a time to uh, plan out what we're going to be doing for the winter. And then we execute again from the winter, from that January to March. And then it's a plan in April. And then, you know, the summer, May till July. And it's like right now we're in August and it's planning and getting ready for this new school year. You know what I mean? And simple things of that uh, nature uh, are the things that I try and kind of, you know, put into my interns and and, and even our athletes of teaching them that, you know, this is really a process. And, you know, we talk about our movement habits, right? It's what do you do? How do you get better on a daily basis? And if you continue to refine these things and refine your process to being great and, you know, succeeding and achieving goals, uh, you're going to get better and better with, uh, with where you're going and, and what you're focused on achieving. Yeah. And, and I mean, hearing how much detail goes into everything that you're doing really just goes to show to everybody who's looking to get into, you know, this type of industry. It's not just about knowing your stuff. It's not just about being, you know, passionate about it. It's about, you know, putting yourself in a position where you're going to be organized and understand that, you know, because we talked about it before we came on, you know, you have to be willing to be prepared for it. But then when something gets dropped on you the day of, you need to be able to adapt and, and overcome whatever obstacles in the way. So again, being in the position that you're in, it's no, it's not a surprise to see the success that you're having at every level that you're getting to. And I mean, you're only getting better as time goes on. Like you're still a young guy. You've got a lot of time to put into this. So, you know, th this will be a, a little bit of a, of a send off, but you know, I want to, I want you to toot your own heart a little bit here because I know you're a very humble guy. And you don't like to do that, but you know, how many professional athletes are you currently trading? Um, I, I honestly, I'm not too sure. I am, I am really excited for, uh, all the, our CFL group, yeah. um, that, uh, that's starting, starting this week here. So like Jackson Bennett was, was playing last night. It was fun watching him. Uh, Willie Powell's going to be out there tonight. Uh, Ty Cram 
Hanson, who's looking like there's going to be a starter with the, uh, with the Owls is, uh, you know, is over the weekend. And, uh, you know, I know I'm missing more and more, but, uh, you know, a bunch of red black guys and, you know, a bunch of the guys in there, uh, the blackjacks, you know, this past summer was my second year working with them, the CEBL. And that's a, a young up and coming league. And honestly, like you guys got to check out one of those games. The blackjack yeah. games have been amazing. And, uh, the coaching staff there has been, you know, a, a really, you know, a blessing to, to work with. And it's been really, really fun. And again, just a, a great learning environment. And uh, like I said, like even like Ottawa U, Ottawa U, one of the things that uh, I'm really proud of, and, and this isn't necessarily me, like we have a lot of young coaches uh, that help with all our different varsity club teams, but all the athletes that, you know, have moved on to professional careers, uh, you know, that have come through while I've been there is, uh, is always fun. You know what I mean? Like a, a recent guy, uh, Caleb Agata is, uh, you know, playing for Nigeria in, uh, in the Olympics this, uh, you know, over, over this last few weeks here. And there's just, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of guys over the years and, uh, in, in a multitude of sports that I, I've had an opportunity to, to see maybe, uh, you know, kind of give them a little bit of insight and, uh, maybe affect also some of the coaches that really work with them, uh, more closely and, uh, uh, kind of more on a regular basis. Again, you know, I was trying to put you on the spot there, but you know, ever, ever the the humble person that you are, I, I mean, you're, uh, you're you're doing things right, man. You've got so many, you know, great things that people are saying about you. You're training so many great athletes, and you're preparing generations and generations of not only athletes but coaches that are going to come through here. So, again, man, I I couldn't stress enough how important having this conversation was because. I like learning stuff when I talk to people just as much as, you know, I, I enjoy putting it out there for other people to learn as well. So, um, so again, you know, it's, it's, it's been very, very inf you know, informational for me just to be sitting here for half an hour with you, just kind of shooting the shit a little bit, but you know, the last thing before, before we get you out of here, cause again, you got four jobs, you got two kids, you, you got a full, uh, full workload ahead of you. Um, you know, just one piece of advice, you know, outside of anything that you've, you've already said today, one piece of advice that you would give to anyone who's looking to get into, you know, the personal training profession. Um, to me, the one thing that I'll tell all my uh, interns and all the coaches that I work with and even our athletes is, uh, is love what you do. You know, just love what you do, because uh, if you want to be successful uh, at whatever you do, it's like you, you open those eyes and boom, you're in it. Right. And before you close those eyes, you, you, you're still thinking about, you know, what's 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 tomorrow. And um, if you love it, it, it doesn't feel like it's a job. It's just it's what you do. You know what I mean? And in, in all honesty, Kyle, like I've just been very lucky uh, that I've been able to, to be in this environment, uh, you know, had the opportunity uh, to do what I love, because at the end of the day, if I had, you know, a, another gig or whatever else, I got into something else. Um, I would be doing this regardless, right? I'd be training, I'd be in sport, I'd be giving back to the community, I'd be, you know, engaged, like uh, <laughs> watching sports, doing all, uh, you know, it, it's my passion, it's what I love to do, and it's why I'm able to do it at a high level and, and continue to go because, you know, it, it, it's who I am. So, you know, it, no matter what you're doing, whether it's strength and conditioning, whether it's performance training, whether it's coaching, whatever. Um, just make sure you love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. You know, and, and again, it's a, it's a very wise sentiment and people should really be taking it more to heart. Cause I mean, you hear it all the time, but you know, unless you really understand where it's coming from and why it's, it's being said in the way that it's being said, 
you know, it, it, it might go, you know, on, uh, on deaf ears, but again, that's, that's such a great tidbit that I hope everybody takes, you know, takes advantage of, but joy, man, like I said, this has been great catching up a little bit, understanding more of the, of the performance aspect of things and, and really giving people, you know, again, a little bit more of an insight on how much goes into, you know, getting these athletes ready to go for, you know, their college seasons, their professional seasons, their high school seasons, whatever it may be. So, um, we'll definitely be bringing you back on again in the future because uh, we we need to have more education like this. And maybe you get a few coaches out of this podcast that'll come in and, and learn from you. That'd be awesome. You, you guys keep up the great work. Always fun uh, listening in. All right, man. Well, appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good.